0: Hey everybody, welcome to an attorney and an accountant. Walk into a bar. I'm John.
1: I'm the attorney and my buddy here. I'm Kent and I'm the accountant. All right, Kent, what are we gonna talk about today? Oh, this is gonna be fun. You ever watch the show Ballers? No? It's uh it's got the Dwayne DeRock Johnson on it, and it's about business management and investment management for high-profile clients. Awesome stuff, athletes and celebrities. Let's do
0: it. Here, that uh, is certainly one of the more fun aspects of our business is that we do a lot of business management for celebrities, artists, and athletes. And I think mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting subject to talk about <clears throat> some of the hidden pitfalls and some of the things that you know are unique or to athletes or you know celebrities and those sorts of people, and also common to. The same sorts of things that anyone in business needs to think about
1: yeah people tend to think about um, celebrity or high profile natures as uh, ha- having a lot of celebrity with a lot of liquidity for example right. um, and especially with a lot of folks that get into a level of celebrity very rapidly they have uh, both a lot of opportunity in front of them but also a lot of pitfalls they may usually they typically don't come from backgrounds of tremendous wealth or historical wealth. And so some of the decisions that they make don't lead them to preserve that wealth in any good way. And when you start dealing with this group, you have so many professionals and non-professionals seeking to be advisors, mm. like, air quote, advisors, right. because uh, a lot of hands start digging into the pot. And it's it's there's so many cautionary tales. Uh, the folks that end up filtering to, that we work with, we have a lot of stringent we'll call it stringent rules for uh for working with us and those are meant to preserve their wealth because honestly I am and we are really interested in them maintaining wealth beyond their celebrity and beyond their careers in, in, in athletics.
0: And it's so important because it's a few, few celebrities, especially athletes, whose success is longstanding, right? And we've seen many celebrities who have limited success, but extreme wealth because Mm -hmm. they were smart with their money. And we've seen many celebrities and athletes who were extremely successful for a long term over their career and wound up broke. So I think, you know, one of the most important things to point out is, you know, you could put this under the topic of financial scams, but I think it's more importantly characterized as be wary of friends. They will betray you oh, that sounds terrible. Why would your friends betray you?
1: It does sound terrible. It does. Well, you know,
0: the problem is that when you achieve sudden success, which most athletes and celebrities do, because usually they, you know, work really hard, and then, you know, there's some sort of sudden events, you know, like a big movie or a big contract or some sort of success that mm-hmm. they're thrust suddenly into having a lot of money. Well, that's not a lot different – than winning the lottery, and That's I think true. it's it's pretty obvious, you know. There's the sto- the stories are replete about you know people winning the lottery and you know, having you know all these people come out of the woodwork, and it's it's very similar in our experience with working with these people that, you know, all of a sudden you've got a lot more friends than you used to, and <laughs> all of a sudden a lot of the family that uh, that was sort of around you know they're they're a lot more close than they used to be. And, you know, if they're asking you for a loan or they're asking you for money and stuff like that and, you know, you're inclined to do that as an athlete, well, you know, that's sort of your business. But I think where taxes or a management firm comes in important to a client is what about pitches? Because I think one of the more insidious ways that athletes or celebrities can, you know, get taken, as it were, was that someone comes with a business idea? And it may not be that the, the friend has any ill intent, but usually there's someone who knows the friend and knows the friend, knows the celebrity or athlete. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, you know, uh, I've got a really, really good deal. And maybe you could talk to your friend, your uncle, who's now very successful, and you get him to invest. And we, we now call that, gonna, he's going to make a lot of money on
1: this. I guess we call that the connect, right, the hookup. Right. The hookup. And, and, and I think in that, in that sense, we do two things. We do, very, I think, very well for clients. One is understanding our high-profile client what are their needs and also their investment profiles and their desires of what they need to do so we really seek to understand who they are because to certain investments appeal to certain people with different risk profiles or appetites for um, call it that style or that genre of investment and the other thing that we do a lot of work in is due diligence right. and that due diligence we call it a what a, a penny wise and a pound foolish where there's a cost to due diligence but the, the after effect of failed due diligence or insufficient due diligence mm-hmm. are contracts um, that aren't written up correctly, um, engagements or investments that are made without proper um, liens or without without proper ways of mitigating or or doing things when the deal goes wrong, honestly. When the deal goes wrong, everything's all well and good if the deal goes well. Oh, it always right? is. Right? But it's when the deal goes wrong, when they lie back and say, okay, was our contract in place, who did the due diligence, right? right. And a lot of times it's not I mean, even in place. Yeah,
0: it's, it's also protection to your point, but also making sure that the the pitch or the opportunity is something that is within the risk profile of the client mm-hmm. and also legitimate, right? So, there's, so doing that sort of due diligence for clients is important but I think we serve sort of a higher purpose or a different purpose in addition to that for the celebrity and the and athletes and other people who have come into sudden wealth and that's this it's hard to say no to your friends that's true because you're now put in a position where oh man i got all this money and you know my buddy here who you know grew up with me uh through the hard times and he's he's not doing so well and you know the obvious thing is if he's asking you for money, well, that's, that's, you know, that's personal. But if he's like pitching you something, you're like, oh, I really want to do this, and it sounds really good, and he's got your ear, and maybe you don't have a good feeling about it, or maybe you're not so sure about it, or maybe you don't even know what questions to ask, what we can provide for you is this. We can be the gatekeeper. You can say now is that person, wow, hey, you know what? That sounds really interesting. That's really cool but you gotta run it by my business manager. You gotta to talk to them. That's right. And then we're not gonna like look at that person and say, well, who are you? No, what we're gonna do is say, great, that sounds like a really good idea. Let's talk about what the idea is. Let's find out about is that a viable mm-hmm. idea? Mm-hmm. What are the potential profits for the idea? Mm-hmm. Who's your market? Who is your, so there's a lot of just like general business questions in there. you know. Is that a good pitch? A little Shark tankish, right? Yeah, sure. Like, you know, yeah. just asking the questions on, you know, what kind of money is to be made here? That's step yeah. one. Step two is, you know, the other due diligence. Well, you know, what's the intellectual property? Uh, how are we going to own it? What's our deal going to be? What's my client's percentage? What's his return on his investment? What are the guarantees? You know, how safe is this? And then we can kind of put that package together, and if we look at it and go, yeah, you know, this could be a good idea, and then this is legitimate. Then we take it back to our client and say, okay, this is the good, this is the bad. What do you want to do? We're not telling them what to do. We're providing them with the tools to analyze whether
1: whether this is something they want to do. And we're also in a good place to help negotiate strategy if you were to get into business. So that is, instead of maybe equity, perhaps it's a loan, right? Right. Uh, or uh, percentage or valuation is a huge thing as well in terms of uh, just to your example Shark Tanks. If our clients are the sharks, right, we, they need some professional advisory and saying, you know what, that valuation of four hundred thousand seems a little high since they have zero business, uh, you know, zero net income, uh, or they'll say, hey, that valuation is great. You should. It, you know, for a $100,000 investment, you should have 30%, for example, right? right. And we give that level of advisory. But the key part is that we never tell clients what to do. What we do is we inform them and give them information so they can make the decision. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't look like a great deal. It looks like a. it's probably a very risky investment. And the client says, I don't care. I want to do it. Great. You were informed. You did it. But I think the one it's really important to find out for the client is, no, this guy, you know, is a criminal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy is ripped off. You know, this guy who who's a friend of your friend now has done all these bad things mm-hmm. and finding that kind of information out, I think is the sort of thing that's going to be like, Uh-oh, uh Oh, that's, so there's two levels. One is just finding out if it's even legitimate to start with. And then once we find out, yeah, well, this is square. The guy's honest. Is it, what kind
1: of investment is it, and is it a good investment or not? So if we're long, talking along lines of risk, right, one of the areas of – there's multiple areas of risk for celebrity and uh, for athletes. Uh, and in this case, you're talking about investment risk. How about just uh, other risks? So uh, this goes into maybe some levels of estate planning. What are special estate planning things we would, would consider for someone of celebrity?
0: Well, I mean, that's, that's a whole – Different level of risk, right? That doesn't have much to do with your investment, but it has to do with, you know, a number of different things. Succession planning is Mm -hmm. is really critical. So once someone comes into any kind of wealth, um, you have to plan for, well, what happens to my wealth when I become incapacitated? Who's going to manage my affairs if I become incapacitated? And that could be a temporary incapacity, Mm -hmm. which you know, for the athlete, that, that could be a very real thing. You know, you could become temporarily incapacitated just because you had a you know, bad hit on the field in the case of a football player, or, yeah. you know, you take a baseball to the head as in the case of a baseball player or any number of other injuries that occur, you could become incapacitated for, I don't know, a week, a and few I, days. And, I would and what happens? Who, who's going to write the checks? Who's going to pay the bills? That's a really important thing. So that's, a succession planning, and then also, you know, what happens Mm -hmm. to you when you die. And that's what estate planning does, is it provides that, you know, that
1: knowledge going forward for the athlete. And I think the extra level that we do, too, especially for artists and actors, is that you have IP, you have potentially an album or intellectual property or a brand that carries on beyond your uh, your likeness, that carries on beyond um, someone's lifetime. And that's a key, it's a very specific area that you want a estate plan for, which doesn't happen to the average American or even average wealthy uh, individual or family group either. Um, that's pretty specific that we dabble a lot in for, uh, for our artists and our actors. Uh, some of the other things too, that you just mentioned on injury, uh, a key area is insurance. Insurance needs for celebrities are very specific. Sometimes people are insuring specific body parts or vocal capabilities um, due to very specific injuries. Sports or, is the or, obvious or one. Or valuable property,
0: you know, if yeah. you've got like uh, valuable jewelry that you wear or a particular type of car that you drive. There's different levels of insurance for that.
1: We also there's also levels of insurance. That are very specific for example, in athletes that are incident related. So, there's insurance uh, companies that we work with that'll insure a person that is eligible to be first pick in the draft and then they get drafted and before they hit the field, they get injured. There's specific insurance for that. Right. Um um, we work with some of the biggest names um, in the country that are specific to all sports athletes and, and artists for things that happen, maybe happen on tour. Uh, maybe there's a large contract to go to 10 cities, but for some reason they can't. Um, and there's injuries that's involved. There's insurance related to that, protect their overall interests. So I think a combination of estate planning, due diligence, insurance gives us, a business as a business manager, an interesting trifecta of support. And that's not that's not to to say that we go the extra step because business management is a lot of a accounting and advisory, right? So my my team in the accounting and advisory group takes care of that. But the thing that I think that uh, we do really well is we combine that with I like I like to say this. Last time we talked to a client, I just I said the same thing. I like you t- I like you, John, because you have the teeth, right? <laughs> um, because when well, things there, go there's awry, that,
0: that thing too, you know. There's also just having a lawyer on your side, which is you know, getting into having to go to war,
1: which is not
0: something that we hope our clients get into. In fact, you know, we try and keep them out of it. But, you know, having that uh, capability is certainly a really nice thing that I think our our firm provides as well, in addition to all of the other things, is that if things do go bad at the end of the day, uh, you've got a fighter in your corner.
1: Yeah, I mean, just not only to vigorously defend, but if we need to be on the attack, we will take everything to the hilt that's needed for for our clients so i love the fact that you know not only keeping your money safe but you know it gives people better sleep at night that you know they have a team that's looking out for them that you know kicks ass and takes names well
0: I i always say to my clients uh Just let me off my leash and I'll take care of it. (laughs) (laughs) The other risk
1: that we don't necessarily dabble in, but it's an area that is very important, especially for celebrity and uh, uh, and athletes, is a very personal concept of marriages and divorces. Uh, The extreme rate of marriage and divorce in this field as well. It's just an incredible... That's
0: great that you brought that up, Kent, because that dovetails very nicely with estate planning. Marriage and divorces. So... Let's talk a little bit about that. So there's California in particular, but this is true of a lot of other states too, the community property state. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone's heard that what that means, right? And people have the concept and you know this is especially true with actors and athletes, is they're often young when they're successful and maybe they're not married when they're successful mm-hmm. and then they become married afterwards. So, you know, everyone's heard of the prenuptial agreement. That's a very obvious thing that, you know, wealthy people do but it's also an uncomfortable thing that people do right because you know the idea is well we're in love this is forever um we're you know death to us part right so how could I concern myself at all with what is yours and what is mine and you know what happens if we get to well how could I plan for that if, if this is forever right so that's fair sentiment when you're in that moment so is there a way to deal with separate property and community property issues that doesn't involve signing that nasty old Oh, I
1: I love this part because I deal with you um, a lot on this because we do a lot of the tax planning um, and you do the the legal structure. I love the structures that we come up with that allow our clients to essentially avoid the heavy conversation because it's just been taken care of um, in an ironclad way um, before... Legal implications take place, you don't need to have the prenup.
0: Right. You know, and the, the, there's a number of ways to do that. And, the, you know, the easy way to do it is is planning ahead, to your point. Once sure. you do that, it's taken care of. We don't need to talk about it. And that's through a separate property trust mm-hmm. where you set up, you know, your separate property and it's in a trust and, you know, that's defined. You also can do that as part of, you know, early estate planning. So you guys tie the knot. We gotta go see the lawyer. We're gonna do some estate planning, honey. We're gonna we're gonna sit down and we're gonna plan out. You know what happens to our assets if, well, God forbid, you know we're in a plane crash. We fly around a lot being yeah. celebrities, and you know we could crash. We could you know we could be Buddy Holly, right? And we we're you know we're dead tomorrow. So what's gonna happen? Well, we need to plan for that. Well, part of the estate planning is going to be that we define jet? in the estate plan what the separate property is. And we put schedules on what the separate property is and what the community property is too. I mean, it's not, I'm not saying that, you know, we're going to be onerous and say everything's mine, but you know, we, we can plan that out. And typically, you know, going into a marriage, you know, it's not going to be a real question that, well, the things that you had before we got married is going to be your separate property. Right. So we can define all that in a trust and that, trust will essentially serve the place of a lot of functions of the prenuptial agreement, at least when it comes to property. Yeah. Not so much palimony and, you know, child support and those sorts of issues. Those are best dealt with in a prenuptial agreement, but at least it's something. And if you don't want to have that, you know, difficult conversation about the prenup,
1: that's a good way. to So is there any hope for clients that uh, are in, has a view to repopulate the world like a Nick Cannon or, or Elon Musk? <laughs> you
0: know? Well, I suppose people like that can afford it, so maybe, maybe not. But I'll bet you <laughs> old Elon's got it all figured out. <laughs> uh,
1: only, only a few folks shall know, I guess, in that area. So. The other area that is of risk to uh, entertainers and athletes, especially ones that haven't talked to us first, right? That are are down the line in their career and are facing essentially bankruptcy. Um, or insolvency. So that's an area that... Um, and there's a lot of times I, I've, I've heard you uh, offer a solution related to bankruptcy, even when it's it wouldn't be as typical, and it has to do with a lot of uh, potential defaults or, or legal defaults or legal pursuits. So in, in the context of business management for high-profile clients, at what point do you think bankruptcy is an answer? Or how do you avoid well,
0: bankruptcy it? Bankruptcy is a very interesting... Interesting subject. It's um, it's both a sword and a shield. Um, it can be a sword for a creditor. It can be a sword for someone who is in a legal dispute. Um, so that's a that's a whole other podcast, Kent. It's also a shield in that um, you know there are circumstances that come up where finances have become tough or there's something that's gone bad in a business where bankruptcy is an option there's a lot of different kinds of bankruptcy there's chapter 7 which is liquidation bankruptcy there's chapter 11 which is reorganization there's 13 which is individual reorganization there are all sorts of of things that apply to them Um, lots of good exemptions now in California Um, a lot a lot of tools are available for debtors in bankruptcy and the good news for our sorts of clients is that if they find themselves facing those sorts of things, they're usually non-consumer bankruptcies. they usually have to do with a lot of business debt, so they don't have to go through a lot of the, um, you know, qualifications to become bankrupt because it's business debt. Um, so a whole lots of lots of things with bankruptcy there. Um, It's something to be avoided, but when it's needed, it's a tremendously good tool, and there's a lot of Mm -hmm. myths about it. There's a lot of things like, well, I'm going to lose everything. Not true. Uh, My credit's ruined for seven years. Not true. Um, Those are superficial myths. that Not true. When you do the things that I'll show you, I can well, tell you to well, do. But it, again,
1: we could talk about so, that for a while. sounds like hour. there's a lot more to talk about. Well, we started this conversation with estate planning. I'll classify that as death because my analogy, which I think apropos here, is start with death and taxes as the end. And two avoidable so, things. Two unavoidable things. Unavoidable yes. things. So tax implications, which is what I delve with uh, for clients on, uh, on on an everyday basis, wealth management uh, perspective for wealthy family groups that we serve. But specifically for high net worth, high profile clients, you really got to think about income, especially an artist on tour or athletes, income earned in different states, uh, huge implications on that. Sometimes they think of themselves, oh, I just shot this movie in Puerto Rico, or what country, international implications of, of revenue streams, um... Tax implications of royalty revenue, tax implications of uh, if they go into a branding deal and they have merch, sales tax issues, income tax issues, capital gains issues, and of course, estate tax issues. Um, That interweaving of all those high-end tax implications are an area that uh, we spend a lot of time being, call it the coach or the teacher for our clients, to have them understand that. Just at a very high level, to know that, we have them covered. And one of the things that we do for our clients, I know, is that that I think is unique is that we have a process that is a tax reserve. So to, to know that our clients' money is always safe as income comes in, it's a reserve for the tax implications that they may have. Now, that's before tax planning, of course, right? So this is raw tax. What if you take in their average, uh, their average, uh, call it applicable rate, then we would Take that rate, apply it to their gross income, reserve that cash, and then when we do great tax planning, guess what? Our clients love getting that bonus.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's incredibly important and so often overlooked. Because how many times have we had a new client where you know you show them their tax return and it says they owe five hundred thousand dollars? He's like, what? Yeah, how do I owe five hundred thousand dollars? Where am I going to get five hundred thousand? It's like, well, you made. Few million, a few million. You're gonna have some taxes, but I spent it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and they don't. I don't
1: have. I don't have it. I spent it. Well, you know,
0: we hope you not do that.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we encourage our listeners. You know, if you're an attorney or accountant or uh, or fascinated by the world of high-profile, high-net-worth clients, you know, uh, we have a lot of valuable insights, and I, I can talk about. War stories or fun stories for our clients. Um, some of the perks we get to sometimes do, even though once once they unchain my, you know my my cuffs to my desk, you know, and I'm out of PAX busy season. Uh, we really enjoy interacting with them and like watching them grow. Our clients, um, and we really we we've, we've got some clients that have grown from call it their first indie film to uh, you know, being the next superhero. And that's been um, really rewarding for us to watch. Well, I think that's, um, we've come to an end for tonight too. There's so much more we can talk about um, for our high net worth um, clients, profiles of celebrities and, and, uh, and athletes. Uh, but I think that's for another podcast. Um, so if everyone here and listeners out there, uh, like what we have, uh, what we've talked about, uh, and would love to, would love to hear us talk about this more, please like, and subscribe and, um, send any, what is it? Send any questions you might have to podcast at taxes.com. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Thank you for listening, everyone.